Hey, this is Jeff Cannibal, the uh, most wholesome guy in Deathmatch Wrestling, also known as King Ugly. Uh, so why don't you grab your favorite soda? I recommend maybe a nice cheer wine or even a Dr. Pepper. And you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today Takes everything you got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you review soda. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an interview with Jeff Cannonball. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at Whatamaneuver. Net. Like I said, we have an interview with Jeff Cannonball, and he is on the line right now. Jeff, how's it going this evening? Hey, uh, that's me. Uh, pretty good. Uh, can't complain. Uh, just had a Slurpee. It was a Coke flavored uh, with some orange in there. So uh, I'm doing quite well for myself, I feel like, with uh, all things considered. I think f- there's going to be a theme at some point throughout this where pop, soda, whatever you want to call it, it's going to come up a lot. But I want to go back to uh, where you technically first met me i don't think this has been i don't think i've talked about it and i don't think you've talked about it the fact that i sent you a bunch of fago and all you got oh yes was an empty box yep uh i got this box it was very light and i brought it inside and i opened it and it's just a bunch of plastic bags and i was digging through it convinced i was going to find something weird um i forget if I didn't see your name on it, and I just kind of started digging through this box, which sounds like something I would do. Uh, and just at the end of it, I just couldn't find anything and uh, found out that that was from you. So it wasn't as creepy anymore because at first I was like, all right, there's like a dead animal in here. Something's <laughs> hiding in here. This is going to go real weird and gross, which I think uh, shows the kind of weird upbringing I had and the weird friends I had that my mind would go to. All right, somebody sent me a dead animal. It's like supposed to be a prank. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, instead, as I found out later, it was supposed to be a bunch of Fago, and instead it was uh, a bunch of uh, just plastic bags hanging out in a box. I got to I got to throw away extra things that week. I was so heartbroken. <laughs> like, but we we got there though eventually. I mean, but so he, I like, I, like on my end of it, like the whole thing, like it was going to be a, a big surprise. I knew you liked Arctic Sun. I knew you liked Rock and Rye. At that point with my job, I was going to Detroit a lot, getting a lot of Fago. You know, I even hooked hooked Tara up at one point. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna like hook yep. Jeff up. This is gonna be awesome. And I'm like, I sent it and I was like watching the tracking. I'm like, oh, it's gonna get delivered today. Oh, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. And I kept checking it every so once in a while. And then like I've got it like, oh, it was delivered. I'm like, cool. And then I think you DM me and you're like, Did you yes. send me send me something? I'm like, Yeah, man. Like I got all excited thinking, like obviously thinking it got there, and you're like, I just got an empty box. 
Yeah, which is like weird. Like we were actually talking about this, uh, uh, me and Tara, where it was like a. Why didn't the post office like say like I guess I mean I guess it would be weird for them to like have to stop and like knock on the door and say something, but it was just very weird that clearly they had a bunch of soda just rolling around the back of their truck somewhere and they were still like ah screw it let's just deliver this box anyway yeah uh, which I guess what else were they gonna do but it's still very strange to me that that's what came to my house uh, yeah and I remember it was a surprise because I did, I don't think I knew you were sending anything and that's what like made me be like. What is somebody trying to do to me? Why do I have this box of, of nothing but weird plastic bags? There's something gross in these plastic bags. And then, no, it was just a, a malfunction with the post office. I think the tape I used was pretty cheap. It was just something that we had lying around. <laughs> and I Fair. I Fair. have 100% learned from that. But <laughs> like even like to your credit, you offered to pay me the shipping. And I'm like, no, like I don't want you to pay for my fuck up. Or the post office fuck up like that. That to me, that's just horrible. But I was like, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this out. The right thing to do. I, I mean, I, I appreciate the sentiment. I, I really did. But (laughs) I, the biggest thing, like, even if you paid me back, it wasn't the money. It was the fact of I was like looking forward to this moment where you finally get Arctic Sun again and Rock and Rye, and it gets taken away. (laughs) And I know when I finally sent the next batch out, which was like couple months later um there was stuff i was sending to uh, our friend righteous jesse and i like i i put so much like tape on it like i bought actual duct tape i bought actual professional shipping tape and i'm like i'm going to wrap this up so much because i want all these packages like and yours was uh which this is another weird thing too it would have to be two boxes and they got there two different days even though they were sent at the exact same time oh yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. Which was a nice surprise that <laughs> I got to open up more Fago. Cause I even think I had to ask like, which one did you get? <laughs> because I, I don't want to ruin the surprise. There's another one coming, but for some weird reason, <laughs> it took like an extra detour, went somewhere and came right back to the same like post office hub. Yes. I forgot about that, but great mail day or mail week, I guess at that point, I think actually too, I sent stuff out to uh, Troy Nelson. I sent him. Uh, okay. I sent him a You're pint the, glass. The beverage hookup for everybody. Well, I wasn't sending him beer, which <laughs> would normally what people would have been sending him. I actually sent him a pint glass uh, because oh, I, okay. I gave Nick Stapp CPA a bunch of stuff for him, uh, Troy and Mark Smart Mark Sterling, and Troy never got his part of it. So, oh, I'm like, so, I, so yeah, I went out of my way like the next year. Like I bought him this because uh, it's a. Uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company pint glass, uh, and there's like kind of special barbecue or uh, kind of sauce that they made with Christmas ale that's really big around here. So I had like sent him like like says the next year, but yeah, that was like awesome. all in one day. I was sending all this stuff out to go all these different places. <laughs> I feel like I've learned from uh, others not not just mistakes, but I guess successes too. Because now that I'm shipping out my own soda. Like I've learned what works and what doesn't work. Cause like I've gotten a few, not too many, but a couple uh, packages where I would just get a box or a bag of pretty much just broken glass and wet paper towels. So when I now mail out, I always buy like the actual like professional, I guess, packing tape and then bubble wrap and all that. So I've definitely learned from it. So I should thank you from that for that at <laughs> least. Uh, and I haven't had any problem shipping. <laughs> yeah. That, like I said, I've learned my lesson too. And, uh, that just to me that's just like i said it just sucked but you got you got the fago 
two boxes. You got a bunch of Arctic Sun. Hope you enjoyed that. Actually, I was like, I was telling you before we were recording, I was listening to a bunch of podcasts that you were on, like some re-listening, some listening to the first time. And I came across one from earlier this year that you and Tara did together, which I thought was a really cool concept. And like you do like a small uh, soda review and you're like, oh, I got a, I got a two liter of Fago here because someone sent it to me. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's my Fago. That's great. <laughs> was that um, with uh, Brett Davis and Derek? I, th- I believe so. I forget what their show. I forget what their show is called, but I actually remember doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I do love Arctic Sun. It was just as good as I remembered it. It's definitely a top three Fago flavor for me. Uh, so it was wonderful to have that much Arctic Sun after not having it for like probably three years, I think, at that point, maybe even more. And I never so realized it was like, wonderful. that was a flavor in the 90s. And then they flat oh, out. Really? Yeah, they, I guess they got rid of it. And then there was some sort of demand to bring it back. So they did because it's did the, not know this. If you notice, it's the only one with an older logo. Yes. Okay. Okay. If if you I don't, thought that was just part of being a new new facility form. I didn't realize that was the because I I didn't grow up with Fago, so I didn't realize yeah. that was like an old logo. But that makes sense now. Now that I think about it. Yeah. The I would say it's the only one like because most of the Fago has one logo. Arctic Sun has another one, and then obviously because I know you have experience with this, the glass bottles have their own separate logo. <laughs> yes. Which is yeah to me is cool as shit, and actually finding that in um, in stores in Detroit, I thought was ultra cool. On top of it, that is sick. And I think they only make, if I'm not mistaken, they only make four flavors uh, in glass bottles, and uh, so it's it's always a fun treat when you come across. This. I've I know of like one store that's like an hour from here, and it's the only place I could ever find it. And sometimes they're out of it because I guess people go there for it, which I don't blame them. And good for Fago, <laughs> they deserve that. I th- I think there's at least five flavors. I think is there. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not surprised if I'm wrong. <laughs> and th- I mean that's just. I me. know it's not the whole line. I know that. Yeah. Much. I d- I do know that too because I th- this is me going off the top of my head and I could be wrong. There could be like even ones that I'm not even thinking of. But I know orange grape root beer rock and rye and cream soda. Okay, I was gonna say because the the first four you listed. I didn't know about orange, but I knew about the others. I knew cream. So that I, it makes sense that they would put orange in there as well. Oh. So yeah, maybe it's five. Maybe there's more. I could be wrong on one of them, but also red pop. Do they do red pop? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, they do red pop. Actually, I had a, like an ex back in high school when I was, oh, when I was nice. big, when I was big into ICP, she went to Florida and she brought me back a glass bottle. And that was the first time I ever saw a glass bottle of Fago. Oh, wow. And so I like, I, I kept that for years and then like now years later i'm like oh like there's places you can go to right and not like really close yes. but obviously you go to detroit there's like a bunch of them I'm like oh it's not that special i don't care anymore <laughs> i will say uh and I, I love all rock and ride but fago rock and ride in a glass bottle that's that's the best way to have it and it's a top three soda for me when it's in a glass bottle there there's something about glass bottle pop soda there's gonna be a language barrier for some people so, <laughs> yeah, I say soda, yeah. but I, I'm used to other people saying pop, so I won't say it because I just I'll forget. But I'll, I understand what you're saying if you're going with pop. Yeah, I, 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 I could say both, but like actually, I was just having this conversation. I think last week with Eden von England of like, there's a you know, there's a bunch of different names you can have for it, but um, sure. there's something about just in a glass, anything in a glass bottle, like Coke in a glass bottle is so good. Yes, agreed, agreed. But then there's things like Dr. Pepper where I'd rather have it out of a can for some reason. That just makes it that much better. I've I've heard you say that before about I think something else too that you you prefer out of a can, and it's kind of weird because uh, like what I've I learned, know. I thought maybe maybe Sorry. it was a root beer maybe. 
that's very possible. I could see there definitely being root beers that are, are preferred. I just know that like Dr. Pepper, if given the choice, I'll, I'll always go can for some reason. Like that just doesn't uh, hit me the same way with when it's in a bottle or a fountain or anything like that. But definitely out of a can is the way to go. I think, but the crazy thing about it is like all the cans are lined with plastic anyway. So like, what's the difference? I'm like, I'm not saying you're <laughs> wrong, but I'm like, what's the difference? Like legitimately, what is the difference? I don't know. I don't know. But for some reason, I, I just notice it. And I actually watched a whole thing on YouTube of people doing a blind test with like can versus fountain versus bottle for a bunch of sodas and like picking which one's the best. And it was almost, I think there was a couple that were a little different, but they almost always went can. So I don't know what is the difference, but it, I'm not a crazy person. I know that much. I almost want to try that with Coke now, but the have the fountain be the <laughs> McDonald's one and see if like, is it actually as good as everybody says do the blind taste test? Right. I, I would be down for that. I definitely, um, I remember getting food for a buddy of mine as I was on my way to his place and uh, he asked me if I could stop at McDonald's and I don't eat half of, I'm probably 99% of what's at McDonald's, <laughs> but I definitely got a Coke because people always talk about it and I, de- I get it. I, I actually got it, I feel like, but it could just be because my brain was so hyped on like knowing about that this is supposed to be the best way to have it. I I kind of think it it is real because just recently I uh, went to Arby's and they're doing a thing where you can get a, a float. And I was actually really in the mood for a root beer float. And they're like, oh, we're, okay. we're out of root beer. And I'm like, I've worked at fast food. So you're telling me you're all out of, all out of the, the syrup? To me, that's crazy, but whatever. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fine, I'll take Coke. And when I had it, it, it's one of two things. It's either the Coke did taste different, and that's not counting with the ice cream, and just like the actual taste didn't hit the same, or the right. fact of like the the vanilla being in there. I'm so used to a vanilla Coke, which I don't have a lot, but it's I'm way more used to it than you would normally be. So sure, maybe that's sure. why it didn't taste the same. But I had had McDonald's like not that long prior. And I, I remember the Coke still being like really good. So I think it might be somewhat legit. Yeah, I, I definitely think it is. And I assume and I feel like there's probably scientific reasons out there. But all I know is as a as a dumb fat guy is that this one tastes <laughs> good to me. And so I'm OK with that. And I go with that. I think I heard it. It has to do with McDonald's. Like they, they set the syrup ratio different. Oh, okay. And I'm, I, I believe in McDonald's is, <laughs> I don't want to call them an evil corporation, but they're the people that will do things for certain reasons that to yes. get more money. And if they're like, well, we'll make our Coke taste better and make it go better with our food. So it makes you always want to come back to us. Like I, I get it. Yeah, all by dumping a little extra sugar syrup in there. I, I could definitely, I don't doubt that whatsoever. So, okay, we, we talked about a little bit about Fago. What was your actual introduction to Fago with it not being necessarily something that's in your area? Um, So I think part of it was being a kid and like, I was never fully into ICP, but I knew about the whole Fago thing. And I definitely thought it was funny as a kid. And then... um when I was late high school and then even early college, uh, it was probably like late college or early college. I mean, I was playing like punk bands and things like that. So I started touring a lot. And so we would play all over America. And through that, I discovered sheets, uh, convenience stores or whatever you call them elsewhere. And, uh, via that, I found my first Fago. So I definitely got hooked on Fago that way. Um, and realized like, Hey, this is actually really good. Um, Always was a big fan of Red Pop and the cotton candy flavor, which I feel like is a, a polarizing opinion on the cotton candy, but I love it. Uh, 
people don't like cotton candy really i've definitely talked to people who hate it uh and the caramel apple which blows my mind too because i love the caramel apple too maybe it's i just like weird overly sweet sugar drinks uh but i've definitely talked to people who hate both and i love them both immediately um but yeah basically just being in punk bands and touring and going hey this is that fago drink haha and then trying it and being like oh this is (laughs) i actually really like this a lot and then uh Via wrestling, I start. I went to a couple gatherings and wrestled at the gathering of the Juggos, uh, four times in three years. And through that, I had more flavors of Fago. Uh, I was exposed to more flavors of Fago. That's where I found the uh, illustrious Arctic Sun. I think that's probably the first place I had Rock and Rye as well. And uh, so yeah, that that opened my eyes to a whole new world of Fago. Was uh, thank you to the gathering of the Juggos. That kind of blows my mind. Just about. What people say about cotton candy. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page there. Oh, even uh, the candy apple. That's my fiance's favorite. Like I, I, I go back and forth between which one of those is in my like top three, but, uh, I love them both. I love like caramel apples. I could go to, especially like fall, but cotton candy. Uh, it, it's always, it's always something I'm grabbing. This and is- now sheets don't even sell Fago anymore. So now I can't even get that there anymore, and it's even worse. See, I got to double-check ours around us and see if they don't sell it anymore here either, because I, so, I remember Tara told me that, and I know at one point recently they did. They've remodeled uh, a bunch of sheets around here, and there's one, like, really close to me, but that is literally what I call the shitty sheets. Okay. But there's <laughs> another one not that much further away that uh, I consider, like, way better, and they even remodeled it, and that's even better. So I got to double check it, see if they still have it or not. But I know they so all did. the ones I've been to, because the closest one to me is still like an hour away. Yeah. But I've been to a few of them now at this point, and they all they don't have Fago anymore. They've replaced it with Sheets brand soda, which is pretty much just the Fago flavors, but rebranded as Sheets. And uh, it's definitely I, I'm sure it's, you know, the same thing, but it definitely doesn't do it for me. Like, uh, like getting a good Fago did. The thing that I love about Fago, even like in between growing up and then being a juggalo and uh, all that kind of stuff is the flavors are basically unique. And the crazy thing is like, it's cheap pop and normally like a lot of cheap pop out there. It's like the same flavors. It's just this generic orange, generic grape, generic, you know, root beer and cola. But yeah, I mean, granted like Fago has all that, but then they have all these other flavors that it's like, yeah, you can, Go and get all those that cheap stuff elsewhere, but where else are you getting cotton candy? Uh, where else? Where else are you getting candy apple? Where else are you getting? You know, even rock and rye and Arctic. Like there's, there's I was so many. Rock and rye is my go-to for that. Yeah, and I even think like some of those even like cheaper flavors of Fago are still good. Like like we've even oh I agree. Uh, well, can't say we've said. I've heard you say it, and like the root beer is one of the best you know root beer out there. Yeah, and it's uh. It's actually like having boring office jobs. I tend to Wikipedia things that um, (laughs) have no reason to be Wikipedia. And I definitely Wikipedia like root beer once and found out that Fago was actually ranked by like a national root beer committee as the number one uh, root beer in America. So it's not just me. (laughs) Like there's a, the, the, the root beer council of the United States backs me up on that claim. But yeah, it's definitely like a top three root beer for me easily. So, yeah, it's like they, they may do all that, but the fact that, yeah, that their root beer is still one of the best, and that's not a, just a regular generic 
type thing that you would get. And right. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorites. And I think when I, cause I spent many years not being a juggalo at all. And like, not even on top of not really drinking a lot of pop, but then I find they did a show not that far away from me. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go. And literally the next day, like I had certain clothes that still smelled like uh root beer. <laughs> And like I got, a, I, I had a, it. I had a crazy craving for just Fago root beer for like a week. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Oh hell no! <laughs> and I will say, as somebody who never identified as a juggalo, uh, going to three gatherings, I get it and I love it, and uh, definitely a uh, juggalo sympathizer at the very least. Well, it kind of seems like you know, just the juggalo culture and punk punk culture are are related. Like I've never got into punk, but like when I hear a lot of things about, you know, both cultures, it's like, we're kind of related, like yeah, more than and we I would think, think. A lot of punks don't like to admit it. Yeah. Uh, and I've definitely had this conversation with like people I grew up in the punk scene with where like, I remember after seeing, cause I remember the first gathering I did, I didn't get to stay and I didn't, so I didn't watch them and uh, it like bummed me out. Cause I was like, I still want to see this show and see what it's like. So not too long after the gathering, they played Philly. So I went there and uh, just like when I was at the gathering, like all these people who like, you know, live and die by this band and say this band saved their life. And so my whole thought was like, for me into punk, like I grew up thinking like these songs that were like 30 second songs that were recorded in the basement with a guy screaming over like attitude guitars. Uh, that's like what kind of shaped my childhood and saved my life as a teenager. So who am I to say that, you know, this rap made by two guys in clown paints is, is silly or shouldn't have saved anybody. So like, I get what you're saying. And it's definitely a thing where like, I think it took me like immersing myself in that world for a couple, uh, more than once, honestly, uh, to be like, Oh, I get this now. Like this is their punk. And just like in like the eighties when like punk kids would like get beat up and made fun of just for like having weird hair. That's what the, the jugglers are now. Like they've taken over that, like, all right, now we get beat up for being some weird guys and like punks are kind of off the hook and it's almost like a cool thing depending on like where you look now. I think when I grew up with ICP, it felt like if you liked them, you were the outcast. Sure. Or at least sure. that's definitely what I got out of it. Like I grew up in a trailer park. I wasn't very popular and just like hearing their music just kind of dragged me in. And honestly too, it helped that my first exposure to them was wrestling related. It was, okay, yeah. It, I think it was, around the time they were doing something with ECW they um makes sense they were in a like a magazine and a kid that I went to school with he had it on his uh, locker door and his locker was right next to mine and I was kind of like well who who who's that I've somewhat heard of ECW I mean this was like uh, late 90s but before they went to WWE so I'm like I wasn't as familiar with ECW but like I knew the name and sure. he kind of explained it to me and I became a fan. I believe it. And I, I actually remember even like before I was like, you know, when I was like a, a crappy little kid and probably made fun of it, uh, seeing like the strangle mania and all that, like I always thought that was cool. <laughs> so like, even as like a dumb, like punk kid who just kind of turned off everything else that wasn't just like, you know, music played at a thousand miles per hour, seeing like them do commentary over like Terry Funk and Mick Foley still made me laugh. And I still thought that was awesome. So I think I always had like a certain little bit of respect for him, but just like the punk side of me just never cared. And then as when I got to see it and like kind of experience it in person, it like it clicked, honestly, like still, you know, not my favorite thing in the world. It's not what I'm, uh, I'll, I'll admit I listen to it, uh, from time to time now, but, uh, I don't know. It, it all kind of clicked in, in like 
one or two, like the first gathering and that show I went to in Philly where when I left, I was like, all right, I, I get this now. Like, and this is kind of cool. Do you have a favorite song? Uh, oh, I'm a poser. I got to probably say juggle <laughs> homies. <laughs> oh, that's, I that's, mean, to I me, that's like an, what's that? I was gonna say, that's still a good one to me. Okay. I was gonna say, I feel like that's uh, my very entry level answer, but that, that would probably have to be it. I don't know if I want to call it entry level. Cause I, like when that came out, I had been, I'd been into them for a little while and like, I have in a way ties to that song. Cause like me and some of my friends who were juggalos, like, it's like what I relate to them. Like actually I think it was after that point, me and a group oh, of, awesome. okay. uh, after that, like me and a group of friends, not all of them who are, you know, juggalos, like we just call each other homies. Like to this day, like we'll still re- sure. refer to each other. And I don't do that to, like with just anybody kind of because of that. But like, to me, that's a good song. Like I just created a playlist on my phone. I wanted to get like my favorite really uh, get hype ICP and psychopathic songs. And that's one of them. And it's because of oh, I, I, the nostalgia. I, I, I feel for like it. that belongs to any of those. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I cut you off there. Uh, a little bit. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just got excited about that song. Yeah. It's, I know, uh, it's definitely good. I did a, um, uh, podcast. There's this guy, uh, Sims Damien, he sings for, for this band called Fucked Up, and they're like a bigger deal punk band now. Um, and they've done like stuff that's like way bigger than most punk bands have. Uh, but he has a podcast that's sponsored by like Vans Warped, uh, not Warped or just Vans. But I think he did stuff like Warped Tour at some point. Yeah. And it's called Turned Out a Punk. And so when I was on it, we actually talked about like my experience at the gathering and like we compared it to punk. So like I know I'm not alone in like my feelings and like how you said, like, it's there. It was just a lot of people don't uh, acknowledge it. And we did. And then at some point he goes, also, I got to admit, I actually do like that Juggalo Homie song. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> so it's definitely, that's my go-to for sure. There's like, if I thought about it, there might be some that are above that, but that is uh, my easy go-to. Yeah, I can, I can dig it. It's just cool too. Even though like, you're not a, a huge fan, like what exactly you pick out as your favorite song. Cause some people might go like chicken hunting. Cause that's a, huge song of theirs and then there's songs from the great malenko and amazing jekyll brothers that's when they were you know really big like obviously shockumentary came out right around the time of uh great malenko so a lot of people love it for got into it because of that so they have favorites there and jekyll brothers i was like right around the time of wwe so it's like whatever like oh okay okay so whatever like comes out of that of like where where you're coming from but i did not expect juggle homies but i i respect (laughs) it and i do love that song well, I'm, I'm glad I didn't just pick a complete like uh, uh, fake fake juggle answer because I was convinced that that was the uh, like the easy one to go with. But maybe it's just because I like it, so I just assume that's the big one. Maybe that's my uh, lack of knowledge on the juggle culture as a whole. Uh, I, I guess feel- I could have went with chicken hunting. That would be more uh, okay. more obvious, right? I feel like that is might be their biggest hit, but yeah, I don't that, know. They've been around forever. Like they've been around. They like they've been around forever. So there's people that we've all grown up like around it one way or another you've heard something sure. so i don't know it doesn't doesn't uh doesn't bother me what song that would would be picked because yeah that's what it is yeah and i'll be honest seeing them it's one of the most fun songs to see them play <laughs> i'm trying to think if i have, have a fun, most fun song that i've heard them play <laughs> uh i did get to be on stage with them as they played uh the unveiling is that the song where like the, the last song on uh Oh, on the I Wraith. I think of that album. Was it? The Wraith of Shangri-La. Yes, 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 yes. 
So I got to be on stage with them and throw Fago into the crowd as they played that. So I don't think anything's going to top that for me uh, as far as them live. But uh, I can see why that's not everybody's go-to song for favorite live. I just have my own uh, <laughs> connection with it. I've, I think I've seen them live as an adult twice. Cause I, went, I actually went to the gathering of the juggalos in 2003, I believe it okay. was. And I, because it's so long, I have very little memory of, of that week. Well, I have memory of that weekend, but there's, it was a bad weekend. That's I'm not going to go down that story, but, um, Fair. I definitely don't remember what they played, but when they played recently locally, I've gotten their VIP package where you get to meet okay. them and get something signed, which I've took advantage of both times. But the other part of it is you get to go up on stage for the end of the show, which they call Fago Armageddon, which yes. is basically, they just throw the rest of the Fago that they have out in, into the crowd. <laughs> and the venue I saw them at was really small. So okay. like you can't throw the Fago as far cause the ceiling isn't that far from your head. Like it's not like right on know. you, but it's, it's not, but I could, I could probably send you the pictures. Like after one of the shows, there's just this pool of Fago right by the fucking stage. But I, so I've, I've, <laughs> I've basically done the same thing too. And it's fun. Like that's like going back to when I said, like, I smell like uh root beer would like, that was part of it. Cause I was on the stage for the end and I just, like I said, I got drenched, like, like my boots. Cause like I kind of came straight from work. So I was wearing my work boots and those things got just drenched. Oh, oh yeah. I, I was smartened up to the, uh, don't wear your best shoes by the time I, I got to be part of Fago Armageddon. <laughs> so, uh, it pretty much, the, it was the second gathering I did and the wrestlers who were like, cause a lot of the wrestlers who do the gathering are like, they're diehard jugglers. Um, so they camp out and do all that. I'm, uh, not as diehard and I also hate camping. So I always get a hotel, uh, but we would crash like with them throughout the day and stuff like that. So one day when we were there, uh, or not one day, while ICP was playing, I forget who came up, one of the psychopathic uh, employees, and they were just like, hey, like we need the wrestlers on stage for Fago Armageddon. And I, my eyes, as somebody who's not, you know, again, not doesn't identify as a juggalo, even though I realize that, you know, it's it's there for me, for me whether <laughs> I want to admit it or not. Uh, my eyes lit up and I had a blast and they were like, yeah, you're going to run on stage during, uh, this song. I forget what song it was. It wasn't, it was like the song before the unveiling. Cause we had to be up there when that song started. Um, and I was like, Oh fuck. Like, I don't know what that song is. And I was just like, Hey, uh, I forget what wrestler was there. I was like, I'm just going to follow you. It was like one of the diehards. And he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you when, don't worry. So they end that song. We all run out and I looked at a crowd of like 9,000 people and then, threw a diet cola at them and i had a, a the time of my life doing it crazy thing is when i went um number one that was the first camping year oh really yeah because before they were doing at like convention centers and i think because i oh, did okay they did like illinois the year before the year before that it might have been detroit and i think they had toledo in there i don't remember the exact order but i know that was the big thing when they did uh 2003 well i lived like two or three towns away from okay. where the gathering was going to be i just drove back and forth every day i'm like i'm not <laughs> that's, I'm not, that's I, the way to do it yeah i'm like i'm not paying extra money to get a campsite which was hectic to get <laughs> at that point and like paying this extra money i mean granted there, there's i said i wasn't going to go down this rabbit hole but um what was that i had like within that weekend that i was there my car did get broke into 
Um, uh, I had my CD collection stolen from my back seat, which was in a, you know, the good old fashioned you know, like binder sure, of I CDs. <laughs> I say sure. Cause I knew exactly where you yeah. were going. You didn't have to say. <laughs> so it, yeah, it was like a big one full freaking Cause I accidentally, which is, I can't say broken into it. I'm like, they broke glass. I was a dumbass and didn't lock the door. Oh no. That way before, uh, I had a car with automatic locks. So sure. they got in and then like, what was it with that weekend too? I did have like the first day going back to my car. Uh, I parked in the wrong parking lot and it was like after sundown, they tow every car that's there. And oh, no. yeah, then I, I didn't get, uh, be able to get my car till after midnight. So they charged you double. Cause it's like, Oh, it was here of for course. two days. And I'm of like, course. you sons of bitches. The only thing that I got out of really, really well was the fact my car didn't have anything ICP on it and it had local okay. plates. So I didn't get pulled over. Oh, wow. Okay. That's perfect. Cause they were <laughs> pulling people over left and right. They uh, they still do. I got a ticket at, at one of my last. Well, I think it was the last one I went to. I got a ticket leaving the parking lot uh, for uh, an illegal U-turn, which I didn't realize I was doing at the time, I guess. But uh, there was no conversation. It was pretty much, here's your ticket. All right, we got to get the next one now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that sucks. And then last year before COVID, they were going to come back to where that yep. original one was in Garrettsville, Ohio. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I can go back again. I can relive it. I can have a better experience. Because actually, it was like that whole her- terrible weekend that made me want to get out. Mainly, like. Really? Yeah, become, uh, being a juggler. was because my CD collection got stolen. And I'm like, oh, I thought we were family. Why would you take that out of my car? True. And I think. True, true. I was a dumbass and left a jersey on the roof. Because a, a friend of mine oh, no. was like, hey, take this jersey to the gathering and sell it for me. Because he wasn't in ICP anymore. And like I said, left it on the roof and it was kind of a target, but like, okay, if we're supposed to be family, why, why are you doing this to me? And like that weekend sucked for me for that. And then it's funny. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. No, no, Cause mine's going to be kind of long. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say that, um, like over time, like I was, I mean, I was somewhat bitter and like, just like not listening to him anymore. Sold a lot of my shit, but, it, uh, when they said they were coming back, locally like really close to me at this small concert club i was like fine i'll go and i met a lot of really cool people and i kind of felt like more like it was just a way better experience i'm like all right fine i'm back i'm in right so i had to like go rebuy like a lot of my shit like actually like right next to my recording i have my collection of of cds because that was always my favorite thing so nice just a whole bunch of shit like that dvds now also vhs is like a sin for me as a juggalo. I've never seen Stranglemania. Really? And I, well, now I own it on VHS because the DVD is like a hundred bucks. I was going to say, at this point, you just watch it on YouTube if you really got to see it. I, I could. I, I've been told to do that, but now that <laughs> I actually have a physical copy VHS, like I'll throw it in and watch it. But uh, what, what were you going to awesome. say? I'll actually, and actually, I'm glad I let you finish because our, uh, our stories actually kind of mimic each other. So the first year I went to the gathering, it was. I can't remember. I think it was 2016, maybe 17. I forget. Um, you, you were single at the time. I know that. What's that? I said you were single at the time. I know that because you down. I listened to another interview. You said you downloaded Tinder and you didn't yes. get to use it. Yep. <laughs> yep. I downloaded Tinder and then I got there and I was too enamored with everything else that I didn't even use it. Um, I also went by myself. I, I borrowed a buddy's van. I drove there by myself. Um, 
And then I covered the van in blood on the way home because I was did a death match and I was ter- in terrible shape. Um, but the way <laughs> the way I was going is when I was there, like I saw like all right, like everybody here is super cool. Uh, as soon as I got there, I got lost and I was walking around with my my wrestling luggage bag and just uh, clearly lost. And this uh, nice upstanding juggler saw me. He goes, "Hey man, like where are you trying to go?" Like he could tell. And I told him, he goes, oh, you're, you're pretty far away. And he goes, let me, let me bring you there. So he walked me literally across the entire grounds, uh, to where the ring was, which by the way, I, I walked past it. It was just over a hill that I, so I didn't see it. Um, we get there and I was like, oh man, thanks. He goes, oh, hold on one second. I got something else for you. And in my head, cause at the time it was still like, I'm the fucking punk guy. Like, I don't, what's going, this is going to be a freak show. Uh, I was like, let's see what he pulls out of this bag. Now he pulls out a map. He goes here, man. Like use this and he gave me the map i was like oh man that's awesome thank you and he gave me the whoop whoop and i was like all right i'm fucking here this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) that was my first experience with the juggle at the guy that was like the nicest dude in the world uh and throughout the the day because i was only there for the one day that year uh everybody as nice as can be i'll be honest like they paid me more than i even asked at the end of the night so i i couldn't have been happier um so what's going i go home and i was just like man like these people aren't so bad uh, and like, I'm s- still Mr. Elitist, hardcore punk guy. And that same weekend was like this big hardcore fest in, uh, Philly that they do every year. And it's a little more on the tough side of hardcore. I like the faster side, so it's never my thing, but there's always a couple bands I want to see, but I have plenty of friends who go and I found, found out some, uh, people I was cool with at the time got into like a real bad fight and like beat the crap out of this guy to the point where he was like in a coma in a hospital and just like how you said, in my mind, I was like, we're supposed to be all in this together. You guys just beat somebody up for pretty much no reason because I found out what it was later. And like, I don't want to get out all their business, but yeah. it was like not a good reason to beat somebody up. <laughs> and so I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I just went to this gathering where like we always like kind of joked about how like silly this whole thing was. There was no fights. Everybody was cool and nice. Like, this is what I got into punk and hardcore for is like that sense of community and, and the sense of family. And then I get home and find out like people I was cool with are like beating people up over like the dumbest little things to the point of like the guy went to like some weird like uh, brain rehab or something uh, like that. I, I might be wrong. It was something crazy. Yeah. And I was just like, so like that got me like to the point where I was like, I'm not going to go to shows anymore. Like I didn't, I stopped going to hardcore shows for a while unless it was like a friend who I made on like tour years ago who I don't get to see was coming through and I actually did like their band. I would go out to that. Um, and like I said, like I was never into like the tougher, like heavier side of hardcore. I was like, like the fast kind of lean more punk side. And this was definitely not that side, but it just kind of soured me on everything. And then, um, pretty much the same thing. Like I would go see friends when they came on tour and they were playing somewhere close. And then that would make me be like, all right, I like this stuff again. Like <laughs> I can't stay mad at you guys. Like, I mean, not the same people. Like I cut those people off, but like, it was like, I can't be mad at this scene as a whole. And I definitely don't go to shows as much as I used to anymore, but at this point it's not out of bitterness. It's more because I'm wrestling too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I stopped going for pretty much the same reason you said I got bitter and, and uh, think it was kind of what I got into it for. And then of course, like kind of touch base with the right people again. And that's what made me be like, all right, I, I do still love this. But then now I have those conversations where I compare jugglos to the, the right side of hardcore, in my opinion. And I've convinced people like, it's not so different after all the music might not be for you but i promise you the scene is pretty much the same and uh 
you can't see them and not have a great time. <laughs> so I, I've yeah. convinced plenty of people to like, come see them with me. And every every year I did the gathering, some people like punk friends would be like, I got to go with you. And then I would always be like, yeah, dude, like I, I could maybe get you in, but that's about it. But like, trust me, it's worth every penny you're going to spend. And nobody ever took me up on it when it finally came, which always bummed me out because I like I, I like sharing things like that. And I feel like it would have uh, – it's an experience and i think it's uh something that could benefit a lot of people whether it's your kind of music or not and even like some of the bands they get to play because it's it's obviously not just them it's not just their label sure i want to say the year that after my experience they brought in weird al oh wow yeah i would love to see that (laughs) oh that was that was kind of my my idea too i'm like oh shit like at that point i wasn't into them anymore but i was like i would love to go on to see weird al like he i'm trying to remember some of the bands that played when i was there uh, not an, obviously not so much punk. I know like dope played. Um, yeah, they they got more like the metal side of things. Yeah, I, I was CKY played, which isn't my thing, but like it was still like not what I expected to see. Um, and that's when I learned that they're maybe the worst live band I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I also like grew up on like '90s rap, so like I got to see Bone Thugs and Harmony and all these other like artists who like I never thought I was gonna get to see. And I remember one year I went. Uh, it was the year we tried to camp there and I, I gave up cause I hate camping and I also hate people chanting, fuck your sleep at six in the morning. Oh, fuck <laughs> uh, that! And I'm a light sleeper. You look at me weird while I'm sleeping. I'm going to wake <laughs> up. Uh, Tara's a rock. Like she slept through like it was nothing. I didn't sleep that first night and I was the one who went, Hey, we're going to get a hotel for the next <laughs> night. Cause I'm not doing this again. Yes. I love these people. These, these are, these are my new, uh, my, my newfound family but not at six in the morning when they're chanting, fuck your sleep at me. <laughs> like I'm not doing that again. Um, but I forget how I even got that far. Oh, but the year we, uh, that year they did, um, like surprise sets, like right before the headliner, every night on the main stage, it would be like, here's a surprise set. And it would be like somebody playing like two, three songs tops. And so like one night I was like, I want to see who this is. Cause the day before it was like Warren G. So I was like, that was sick. I got to see Warren G um so we're sitting on like a rock and like we're like all right if it sucks we're gonna just leave and i'm looking at my phone and uh she's looking at the stage and she's not into like any version of rap ever so at some point they put the name of the next artist on the big screen like the surprise and it was onyx and she goes who's onyx i was obsessed with onyx when i was a kid (laughs) (laughs) so like i'm looking at my phone she says that I looked up and just stood up involuntarily with like my hands above my head as if I won the lottery and I got to see Onyx and I was like, this is the coolest. Like, thank God for ICP right now. I'm seeing Onyx, but yeah. And then I hated punk for a while. And then I ended up being like, all right, I get it. You got, I like you guys come on back in my life. The crazy group I got to see that I wrote, I vividly remember seeing was, I don't know, it's not even technically a group of vanilla eyes. Like, Oh, that's sick. Yeah, being able to say like, oh yeah, I seen Vanilla Ice in concert. Like, granted, it was two thousand three, but I seen Vanilla Ice in concert. I remember <laughs> sitting there in that crowd, thinking like, man, I never thought I'd be at a Vanilla Ice concert. Oh, but right. You know, here I am, and it was <laughs> God. It was so much fun. I w- I wish I had like memories of uh, the gathering. Like, I think at that time I was smoking a little bit of weed, but not crazy. But it was just more or less. This was before, you know, digital cameras were big and that's before smartphones were even a thing. So like if I was, if those were around, I would have had like a lot of pictures, a lot of videos, but to me it's, you know, faded memories through time. Like there's things, there are certain things I remember, but not a whole hell of a lot. 
I remember at some point, because I remember I was taking a lot of pictures, because by the time I went, I had my smartphone and all that. But I was also definitely writing things I saw down in my, my little, like, notepad on my phone. But um, I remember the first day I went, like I said, I went by myself, because I just had to get there early and take it all in. And so I walked around for, like, six hours just by myself, just taking everything in. And uh, I remember standing there watching whoever was on the main stage. It was uh, a group called Potluck, who I actually ended up kind of enjoying. Uh, and I don't smoke weed and that was their entire thing, but I was still was like, Oh, this is actually not bad. Um, and while I'm watching my buddy, uh, Nick calls me and I grew up with this kid and, uh, he was like, how, how is it? And so I gave him a bunch of stories and he was cracking up and he's like, all right, I, I called it a day. We hung up on each other as after I hang up, he calls me right back and I pick up and he's crying, laughing. I go, what happened? And he goes, dude, after you said bye, right before you hung up, I heard somebody yell whoop. Whoop, and it was everything I ever imagined it would be. And I went, yeah, that's how my entire day's been. Because <laughs> I pulled in and like people in the parking lot as you're driving by just whoop whooping at you. And I was like, this, yep, this is everything I needed. This is everything I wanted this to be already. Yeah, that's a that's a fandom in a nutshell too. <laughs> I remember so one year a buddy of mine did come, but he was already kind of like he was more into them than I was uh, before my first one. And so like, he really wanted to go. He never got to go. So I made sure he can come with me the last year I went. Uh, and so we got out of the car. I go, did you guys do the first whoop whoop? And he did it. And immediately a bunch of people did it back. And he was like, this is everything. I like." I know I keep saying this is everything I needed to be, but that's exactly how I felt. Where it's just like, I had this, this slight expectation and you nailed it. This is what I wanted. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I think of back, <laughs> like, I think whoop was a thing, but I don't know if it wasn't as big. The one thing I remember of someone like yelling randomly, and I think it's basically, it's a quote from Big Money Hustlers, their first movie. Uh, and uh-huh. like, as I was like coming in or coming out of this one parking lot, someone yelled honk for sugar And my, like, I think the horn on my car wasn't working. And I was like, it's not working. It don't work. They're like, what you yell? And I'm like, honk, honk. I can, I've, I don't remember hearing somebody yell that, but that whole exchange right there, yeah, that makes sense. That that happened in the parking lot. <laughs> I love it. I love it. like like I said, it was never my thing. And it definitely uh made me at, at the very least a uh, a defender of the juggalos. I think at this point you're kind of an honorary juggalo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, I think that little part of me that's like a punk is still kind of like struggles with that, but I've I've definitely had that conversation where I'm like, like I don't own uh, the merchandise and, and the albums I'll admit when they put something new out though I do go to Spotify and have to listen to it even though I haven't been into much of the newer stuff but um, yeah I get it I, I'm I got the uh, undercover juggalo in me for sure undercover juggalo might be the way to put it <laughs> right right <laughs> I like the juggalo sympathizer but that mo- almost sounds like like they did something wrong and I'm like trying to defend them and I, and I don't want it to come off that way well, there there could be plenty done wrong. Like I, I explained my experience, and I know there's been some like juggalos um, sure. can do some stupid shit. So, <laughs> but that exists everywhere. Like I, I had my experience with the punk scene where I was like, all right, this is garbage. Now, I had a friend of mine always explain growing up who was he was a big juggalo too, and he would say the juggalo was more of kind of a mindset. It had nothing to do 100 percent with the music. So he would explain like I think there's people out there that are juggalos. They just don't listen to the music. And I was like, that's yeah, that's I, kind of way to put it. Yeah. And I, I, like I said before, like that's how I felt after my first one, where I got back and heard about all these fights happening in punk where I was like, wait a minute, like 
I got like what I was looking for when I got into hardcore, which I've been into hardcore since I was 15 years old. So this was, you know, a decade and a half after um, I was like, you guys are going against the reason like I got into this and a lot of people got into this. But I just went to this thing that I definitely have heard most people make fun of and they had it. They had it right. <laughs> so, like, I feel like the punk and the juggalo thing is pretty much the same. It's just, uh, you know, it's differentiated by one of one listens to uh, horrorcore and, and rap and the other one listens to a bunch of weirdos screaming for 30 seconds straight, <laughs> which I guess could be probably described the same way for both of them as well. If you play it for my grandma, she's going to call them both just screaming. So <laughs> yeah, That's way to put it. <laughs> And I think if you add to the, the like a lot of the things that like ICP stands for, like, well, number one, with them being so DIY, the fact that they've built pretty much everything they have from the ground up and, oh, you know, yeah. they've done so much without massive radio play and not really being on like MTV. Like they've, there's been a little bit like obviously shockumentary originated from being on MTV, but other than that, like it's, it's very right. little and there's they've, they've touched that stage but haven't lived there yeah and then there's also the fact of obviously like historically they're very you know anti-racist and all that yeah. and all that kind of stuff know. yeah like i that's something that i've always kind of like lived with and then like as i got older understanding like oh no there's you know there's people out there that obviously don't think like that because to me i'm like oh yeah. yeah fuck the rebel flag that makes a lot of sense <laughs> right why wouldn't you yeah <laughs> yeah I, I did not know that until probably even a year after i went to the first one and then i was like oh that's what this is about which then i thought it was even cooler uh we've talked a lot about icp and fago now that's a little it's kind of almost yes. a juggalo interview but <laughs> one thing i do want to get into because it's a i think it's a kind of cool conversation it might not be very long i want to talk about uh wedding entrances <laughs> okay Okay. Uh, if I'm correct, you guys came out. Uh, I, well, not your wedding; it was reception, but you know, yeah, same same difference. You guys came out to Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Uh, everybody in our um, wedding party, uh, you know, because you walk out like, here's the best man, the maid of honor. Here's the you know next one in line. Yeah. Everybody came out to a different wrestling song. Uh, growing up uh, as a kid, Ultimate Warrior was everything to me. He is the reason I fell in love with wrestling, and he was the reason I wanted to be a wrestler in the first place. Uh, and yeah, that's what we ended up coming out to. Uh, two of my groomsmen locked arms together as if they were a top rope, and we shook the top rope like the Ultimate Warrior would have done. Uh, the only thing we didn't do was run, because I'm a big <laughs> fat guy, and if I ran, I would have been sitting down for the rest of the wedding. <laughs> as I feel like Ultimate Warrior kind of did for most of his matches. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we had we did Ultimate Warrior. Uh, people in our wedding party did Shane McMahon, which my buddy, uh, who's not a rapper, Pete, uh, he's one of the craziest people I've ever met in my life. He was standing there in front of the venue, looking, asking people for lighters because he wanted to walk out to Shane McMahon's music while burning money that he was holding. And so the venue had to be like, "You're not lighting fire. Like I don't care if it's money or what. Like you're not setting fires and throwing flaming dollars around." And so he had to settle for just ripping money. <laughs> so, but I just thought it was great that this guy did not think that, "Hey, I'm going to light money on fire and throw it around." Was going to fly in this like nice wedding venue. Uh, but we had that. We had Tony Deppin and my sister came out to Stone Cold, uh, where my sister stunned Stone Cold and or stunned Stone Cold. Wow. Uh, stunned Deppin, and he sold it like a million bucks. Uh, 
else do we have? Booker T. We had a Booker T one. And I, I don't remember what else, but that was basically the gist of it. But then, yeah, uh, to me, the end-all be-all of uh, pro wrestling themes and entrances was the Ultimate Warrior. And so that's what I picked. That was my uh, executive decision in the, in the wedding. And believe it or not, I'm still married. <laughs> I'm getting married in October. And okay. I'm actually planning, and I've had this plan like way before I knew you did it, uh, <laughs> to do somewhat the same thing. I will say I've seen it before it wasn't an original idea yeah, I'll yeah. Get to it. Uh, I will say ultimate warrior is my favorite entrance theme, but we're not coming out to that because I will say okay. ultimate warrior is like the, his theme is the ultimate get hype theme. 100%. Like if no doubt about it, if I want to get pumped, like I did once I did a, a food challenge where I had to eat a three pound burger and I was like, just the meat patties were three pounds and it like, Oh wow. Yeah. It came on this like big, huge, I don't even want to call it a sub bun. Cause like it was way bigger. Um, <laughs> had like two kinds of fries, a bunch of condiments and everything and blah, blah, blah. I ended up not finishing it, but before I went into the restaurant, I played his music and like ran around a little bit. <laughs> Love that. Song. Perfect. Dude, hundred percent. It's, it's the best of all time. But what I'm planning on doing and my uh, future mother-in-law wasn't happy with me when I told her this and she tried to tell me no, I'm like, Oh no, you could tell me no, I'm still doing it. And uh, it's your day. Uh, us coming out to the reception is, guaranteed us my uh, macho man's theme okay and i think I, somebody did that with ours i'm i know the place i can talk to but they're not uh making it right now i want to get a <laughs> macho king crown amazing because i think that's perfect yeah i think it would look so cool i've i've let her pick a lot of things like i might have little say so's here and there but i'm like one of the very few things i'm gonna ask for is this <laughs> So what, what was the uh, mother-in-law discrepancy with that? She didn't want you to wear a crown? Oh, no, she didn't want you to mean to do the Macho Man thing at all. And I'm, oh, okay, I'm just like, okay. oh, no. I'm like, no, no, you can sit there and tell me now. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, as you should. I'm going to tell the DJ to play this song. I'm going to wear <laughs> the, well, if I get, get the crown, then I do got to, I got to buy a, which is weird to say, I got to buy a new cape. I have an orange one. I want, there's a silver one that I need to get because I think that's, that's more a special ceremony, wedding reception. So yeah, I want to go that route, but yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Cause to me, I've always wanted to do something similar to that of like with you sure. of, I want every couple, whatever it is, you know, they come out like, here's the uh, parents and here's the flower girl and ring bear and all that kind of stuff. And I want to pick, or if, if they have a say, so I'll, I'll let them, right. but a lot of them, it's going to be me picking like, all right, here's, here's going to be what you're coming out to. And <laughs> I, I wanted to be that theme. And I, before he passed, I wanted uh Howard Finkel to, I mean, I wanted to know the I price tag doing that. Yeah. I've, I've watched, I used to watch YouTube's on it. And like, it was really cool to like have him like introduce you. So that is really sick. So what I'm doing as a compromise for me, I was especially, Oh, I have can't say a compromise. Cause like Finkel's gone and right, I, right. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, uh, your consolation prize. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't afford him anyway. But the AIW had a former ring announcer for many years named Pedro, and I spoke to him because he was right. he was always one of my favorites. So I was like, if I can get you to do it to me, that would be just as good. And he doesn't live. Oh, that's awesome. He doesn't live that far away from me. And I like I told him the date. I told him uh, where our reception is, and he's like, well, that's not too bad. He just didn't give me a price or anything. I'm like, I'll pay you. Like this is gonna come from me. I want you to be the one to introduce us. 
Like the DJ. That's awesome. The DJ ain't going to do it. I want it to be like this professional wrestling <laughs> theme just for that. And like, if even if I have to pay you money and get you, uh, get you like pay for your dinner, like it's, it's going to be worth it. That's it would definitely be worth it. And I feel like, and I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but as independent wrestlers, we're, we, we're not, uh, the big deals that I think some of us think we are. So that probably made his day just knowing that he was thought about to be included in something that special and that big. So I think that's awesome. And that's, that's definitely a great way to go about it. Cause like you said, you can't get the Fink anymore. So I think that's, that's perfect way to go about it. So when I heard, I you, know, uh, go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just, I was just gonna say, I know, uh, Larry legend who, uh, did CZW for years and he does ICW, you know, holds barred now. Uh, he's definitely ringing out. So at least one wedding I remember hearing about. So it's, it's definitely a cool way to go. Yeah. I, there's so many people that have done just like the wrestling theme too, but sure. Yeah. Sure. They, when I, when I heard you guys did uh ultimate warrior, I was like, that's, I can, I can respect <laughs> that. I can dig that. Uh, I know kind of like the idea behind it and to even to like, I know we, we still have to hire a photographer, but I know like everybody does some sort of like theme or like the groomsmen have like, obviously I see a lot of a superhero where they like open up their button up shirt and there's like, oh, there's Superman or there's, oh, yes, there's Batman. Yes. I don't want to do that. I want to do wrestling shirts. <laughs> that's sick. I think that's perfect. I just, it's a, it's a good take on what people like, what the thing is, but it's actually like your personality. So it's even better. Yeah. I think the only one that I have, I've picked out of who's going to be what, because I think some kind of like going with the wrestling theme, they don't, they're not going to exactly know what's going to be right for them. Like some might have, oh, I used to watch Austin, all the stuff, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, I have one friend who's kind of a born again Christian and his shirt is a hundred percent going to be Shawn Michaels. It has to be. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, I know where this is going. This is perfect. <laughs> and yeah, he'll, know. he'll be a hundred percent for it. That's awesome for um for the entrances we left it up to the the people in it we just made them tell us so we can make sure nobody was doing like duplicates yeah plus we had to tell the DJ obviously uh but the way we pretty much did it was like because there was plenty of wrestlers in our party so like Faye Jackson got to pick what her and my buddy Pete came out to because Pete's he was a wrestling fan back in the day but kind of like you said like they it would be like a, I remember I used to love this guy but Faye's in wrestling so it was like all right Faye gets to pick Pete's got to deal with it um. And so, like, we did pretty much the same thing. We're just like, what do you want to do? And, like, we got lucky where if the couple wasn't, uh, re- like, didn't include a wrestler, it was at least somebody who was like, a big fan of it. Um, like, my sisters grew up watching wrestling. They still watch wrestling, too. So, like, Deppin was actually like, I'll do whatever. I don't care. And so my other sister's like, can we do Stone Cold? I go, yeah. And she goes, do you think Tony, because she met Tony a couple times. She's like, do you think he'd, like, let me do this? I was like, oh, he better. Like, I'm going to make sure he does. And I pitched <laughs> it to Tony, and he was a. Uh, Actually, it might have even been Tony. It, I think she pitched it, and I said to Tony as a joke, and he goes, I wouldn't have it any other way. And like, like He was all about it. And so there's actually – I'll have to find it and see if I can send it to you later. Um, there's a, I think there's pictures of him – of her stunning him and him like doing like the big – like uh, the rock back roll out of it and everything like that and the handstand and all that. <laughs> uh, he, definitely, he definitely sold it and made her look like a million bucks, but – I feel like somebody, somebody did Macho Man. I think Angela Lane, she did Macho Man. I think that was her pick. I'm trying to think what else. I know that's an interesting podcast with me trying to think of what people who these people have never met have come out to. But I know Shane McMahon was the funniest one to me just because this kid wanted to burn money and throw burning money around in a crowd of people. And the venue surprisingly didn't want that. 
Yeah, su- surprisingly, you don't want someone to just, you know, <laughs> throw around fire. Right. <laughs> but I think that was the only real wrestling thing we had throughout it. Uh, I'm trying to think, because I know, so our wedding cake, uh, she got to pick this, as as we talked about, I think, before we started recording. Terry Cow is a big Doctor Who fan, so we had a Doctor Who, uh, like, Dalek theme. Was it Dalek? No, is Dalek the bad guy or the good guy? I'm going to get yelled at for this now. Luckily, luckily I'm a Whovian. It's, a, it's a, yeah, that's a, the big main bad guy. One okay. of the big main bad guys. They weren't at our wedding. What's the, uh, I'm going to get yelled at for this too. What's the uh, police box's name? TARDIS. The name, right? The TARDIS. Yeah. We had like a TARDIS on the cake and, and things like that. So uh, she came out to like a Star Trek song, which I don't know anything about that either. So uh, I think the wrestling theme was mostly my idea. And, and Ultimate Warrior was definitely my executive decision of this is what I want to do. Because this is everything i needed so this is i got to pick that one she got to pick the uh the cake topper and and the general general nerdiness of other things i got to pick the wrestling nerdy side of it has any of her nerdiness rubbed off on you uh no honestly <laughs> uh i've tried to watch star trek and it, it i don't get it at all and <laughs> it does not it does nothing for me um doctor who i didn't hate when i watched it but it also like I've never sat down going, I want to watch this now. Uh, I did find a weird special on YouTube that was Mr. Bean as Doctor yes. Who. Yes. Oh, and I, I, I was like, all right, this is the Doctor Who I want. <laughs> so I watched that. So that's, I watched that one. But um, no, like, uh, and I know this is like big with everybody. So I, this might get me uh, in trouble now. I think like superhero stuff is like silly. I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. Um, and yeah, like Star Trek and Doctor Who just never clicked for me. I'm not even like a big movie guy. Like so, like even like the big like movies, like I don't need it. I'm happy sitting home and and listening to punk records and watching uh, battle rap and then skateboarding videos all day. Uh, for saying that about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is the end of the interview. We're gonna. No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, she made me go and see. What was the last? Was that Endgame? Was it, yeah, Endgame. She yelled <laughs> it from the other room. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so that was, I think my second Marvel movie I've ever seen. Cause she, I went to see guardians of the galaxy with her and I actually didn't hate that cause it was funny. Uh, and then we saw guardians of the galaxy two, and I hated it more than anything in the world. Wow. Uh, but I'll admit it's because the theater was hot. So I wasn't comfortable and I was cranky. Okay. Day. I get it. I get it. Uh, um, and then she, I got free tickets to comic-con from a, a promoter I used to work for. So we went to comic-con and like, seeing people be like real hyped on things and like excited about something like anything gets me excited. So I was like, all right, I gotta give this a try. So I tried to watch, uh, somebody told me to try to watch Thor. So I tried to watch that and I fell asleep and thought it was boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't count that as a Marvel movie I've seen. Um, and so, yes, when Endgame came out, she wanted to see it opening day and all her friends were, who were going to see opening day were like live further away. So I had to go see it with her. And, uh, I, I sat there. <laughs> it did nothing <laughs> for me. Uh, I was good and didn't ask, hey, who's that every two minutes, as my mind was doing. Um, I only had to lean over twice and be like, what does this mean? Uh, and once was because uh, Captain America said Hail Hydra, and people were like, oh, my God. And I was like, what just <laughs> happened? That that means nothing to me. And the other time, I think it was also Captain America. I could be wrong on this one. Uh, picks up Thor's hammer 
and the uh, entire man. theater started applauding. Like, <laughs> oh my god! And I was just like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> like, I get, I, I get that like he can't pick up the hammer, and then like somebody's like, oh no, it means he's like worthy or something like that. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't. Again, you lost me already. It's but, funny because I know I exactly the what those moments meant, but I've never thought it from an outsider's view, especially like. You're, it's like watching the series finale of a show, which granted, I know it's not p- completely over, but yes. oh, a, yeah. <laughs> a lot accumulated to that moment. And especially like through a, like a lot of those scenes you mentioned, especially when we get towards the end that I can only imagine, like you said, you try not asking, well, who's that? Well, when everybody starts to come back, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Oh yeah. Who the are they? That who's that? that for me to be like, yeah, exactly. I think there were people where like, after the movie it had to be like, what was the deal with this one weirdo that did this and like got explained to me that way. But like, I, I was trying not to take away from uh, her cinematic experience as we sat front row watching this movie that I had no, uh, no um, dog in the fight for, I guess. And I like, uh, it's long enough. I could say like what happened at the very end, right? Like, I'm not going to be like a dickhead giving away spoilers. Yeah. If you, if you don't know yet, like you weren't into. Yeah. The right. Window, okay. yeah. So somebody dies, right? At the, <laughs> Like, Iron they, Man, they, yes. They're like at a funeral for what, is it Iron Man? Yes. It was weird for me to sit there and like people in the theater were bawling, crying, <laughs> and for me, I have no connection to this character whatsoever. So it made me feel like a genuine psychopath, where I'm just like, "Why are you guys crying?" Like, just a movie <laughs> character, but like you could hear people just crying, and in my mind, I'm just like, huh, "Okay, this is another scene in a movie," and like, I get, I get what it meant to people, but for me, I definitely was, I recognized like. Oh, I'm a sociopath. Like, <laughs> as a, that's like, I'm not, but as somebody who didn't like connect with the character over that two hour movie and these people grew up with it, like, for me, it was just like, huh, okay, whatever. And as these people are like losing their minds, crying, and I'm just sitting there like, I wonder what I'm going to eat for, for after we go to the movie. Maybe go get some heat. <laughs> I wish I had more popcorn now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, our first song, or our first dance at the wedding was to a song from the Flash TV show. <laughs> I, I didn't pick that. I was say that I did know. I did know that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I figured you might have probably mentioned that. Uh, it was fine. It was a good song. It was a good first dance song. But yeah, like none of the superhero stuff. My only uh, only superhero I'm a fan of is the Toxic Avenger, and I feel like that uh, that misses the mark on on the rest of these superheroes. I need to watch the Toxic Avenger. I grew up watching oh. the cartoon, the Toxic Crusaders. I, same. Toxic Crusaders with Uncle Lloyd. And then I think I did I did buy a copy of the Toxic Avenger last Halloween because me and my fiance, we had a thing where uh, the past I think two Halloweens we've done just watched a bunch of Halloween movies and that's actually sure how I got up to propose to her. Cause I was, I believe oh, I believe proposals need to be instantaneous, quick and unexpected. Okay. So I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to do it. I kind of was leaning towards like doing it on Halloween and potentially doing it, watching a nightmare before Christmas, which is one of her favorite movies. So I, I don't know how I came up with this idea, but I'm not a, or I wasn't really a huge horror movie person. I was like, well, let's just watch horror movies all month. Like we'll, we'll create a list. Like you, you pick a bunch, I'll pick a bunch. And then if we overlap on some, that's good. So we like, we have like these like lists we could go through. And it, it got down, like I said, that's where we got down to me proposing at the end, at the end of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas too, right? Where the, they say like, you know, I think it's uh, meant forever meant or 
meant to be that's bad that i'm i'm forgetting what it is but uh last year uh we decided to do it again i wasn't gonna propose again but we we're just gonna watch you know halloween movies all are horror movies all month and toxic avenger was on my list and i knew i bought it because i've heard a lot about it like i said grew up on the cartoon and i need to actually experience it because i think if i would have watched it as a kid i would have been probably traumatized but yeah now as, but now as a doll i'm like i could probably get into it and i have the benefit of not knowing what to expect and i love movies like that like i can watch freddie and jason but i'm like i kind of know the premise of these movies already i don't know fucking toxic avenger sure sure i i'm a big horror fan uh i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nerd for that uh but i think more so that is i like really shitty like b movie like the stuff that kind of makes you feel like a bad person for watching it and toxic avenger fits into that perfectly okay and the entire movie studio trauma that put out the toxic avenger mm-hmm. and a bunch of other movies like i've been obsessed with that since high school um toxic avenger 4 is probably i want to like my like top 10 favorite movies of all time which is probably a, a sin to most movie fans but that's just what i like uh i would i couldn't recommend toxic avenger more i would definitely definitely would watch that i know uh Last year, my birthday was uh, during quarantine, and I was turning 33. That's not a real birthday, so I didn't care. Uh, but for my birthday, I was like, all right, we're going to watch whatever movie I want, and we're going to eat whatever I want. And so we ate Chinese food, and we watched The Toxic Avenger, which uh, Tara does not uh, share my affinity for trauma <laughs> or Toxic Avenger or any of these dumb movies. So that was my win, and she had. I was like, hoping that it might click, and not at all. So... She gets the Marvel and all that, and I get the uh, schlocky, like, gross-out, uh, I guess it's a horror movie kind of thing with Doctor Avenger. You know what movie, like, oh, what horror movie on top of that my fiancé did not get into, and I, I was hoping she would? And that's that. They Live. Oh, really? Yeah, I love... I'm lo- surprised. I, I feel like that's for everybody. Well, if you, like, look at it from, like, a, a regular horror movie, like it doesn't necessarily hold up next to like Freddie and Jason and slashers and all that kind of Fair. stuff. It's not as, yeah, I, I can, okay. I could see that, but I don't know. I'd like me being a wrestling fan. That's what drew me towards even checking it out. And then so much other, like obviously there's a lot of symbolism and all that kind of stuff. Like I really love that movie. Yeah. That's a deep movie. Oh yeah. That's why I'm like, I feel like you don't have to be a wrestling fan to be obsessed with that. Oh Yeah. So I, like I remember I, that's, that was one of the first movies we watched last year. And I was like, oh, I hope it, it kind of clicked with her too. I was like, oh, did you like it? She's like, uh, uh, I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> I actually just uh, recently wrestled at a drive-in movie theater. Elvac, uh, yeah. It did. It was. It was. I've done it twice now. Uh, same movie theater, and it, I love it. But the second year they did it, it was like we're going to show they live. But before that, there's wrestling. Tons of people showed up and clearly did not care about wrestling and were just there for the movie, which I was like, oh, good. Like, I'm glad people recognize this movie for the great movie it is. And it's not just like a bunch of like wrestling nerds like me and you who were like, Roddy Piper, I like this. <laughs> uh, but it was definitely weird because like they didn't give a crap about about the, the wrestling. They were there to see the movie. And we could have done whatever we wanted. They did. They did not pay attention. They were waiting for the sun to go down, the movie to start, which like part of it was like disheartening because it's like, all right, you guys don't care about us. But part of it, I was like, good. I'm glad people recognize that this movie is great and we should all love this movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I wanted and then to. And the next day they showed Hell Comes to Frogtown and uh, 
I didn't get to wrestle on that day, but I would have been stoked on that movie too. And I feel like I would have been in, in the uh, minority there. Was that the day, was it day one or day two where they also played beyond the mat? Uh, that was day two. That okay. Was, uh, was that even, that might've been the first year they did it or last year when they did it. No, I thought, I thought beyond the mat was this year. Then it was day two. Yeah. Cause I wasn't, okay. It was because, uh, the frog town was the secret movie that they played mm-hmm. after they played beyond the mat. That's what it was. I wish I could have went to that I, show. Oh, I would have loved to see. I didn't get to go to the second day. I would have loved to watch Beyond the Mat. I watched a little bit of They Live, but then it, it was kind of getting late, and people I was with were like, I'm ready to go. I was like, ah, all right, fine. I mean, I mean, not just that show. I mean, both days. I've I had friends, um, oh, yeah. uh, some that interviewed you already, Pod Van Dam. Uh, awesome. I, yeah, like they, yeah, yeah. they went out there. I wanted to go so bad, but it just uh, didn't, didn't necessarily work out for me. And it's in between number sure. one seeing a lot of those wrestlers out there i've never seen you live um granted i know she wasn't wrestling i've never seen tara live uh i want to go to the mahoning valley drive-in in general because it's so sick yeah because i've watched the documentary on it and the fact that they like a lot of times throughout the years they play like old movies and i think yep. that's so awesome to experience like the one of the benefits i feel like we had with quarantine was a lot of drive-ins had to play different movies and uh, I forget when, what time of the year they are, what part of the summer they did it. They played uh, one of them by me because we actually live in an area where there's a good handful of drive-ins. But this, oh, one, awesome. this one in particular played Evil Dead 1 and 2. Oh, that's so sick. And I, had never, I feel like that's the thing Mahoning would do, too. Yeah. it's I'd never seen them. So I was like, I get to watch these movies for the first time oh in the God. drive-in. And like I'm like, I ha- we have to go. So like... That's- uh, it was I'm so awesome. jealous that that's the first way you got to see it. Oh God! I've, actually, I've I've since then I've re I've well I've bought them on VHS. I got to sit down and actually rewatch them because I just got an Army of Darkness. Ironically enough, from Righteous Jesse. Nice, nice. Did you, are you familiar with the VHS fest that Mahoney Driving does? Ah, uh, yeah. Um, God, I love. They just did there. that this past weekend, and I wanted to go to that. Like, I'm not a big VHS collector, but like, I appreciate it mm-hmm. mostly because I like those movies. Uh, but just things didn't line up, so I didn't get to go. But I really want to go to that. I, I don't live; I live like two, a little, maybe a little over two hours from there, so it's not a convenient thing. But just being there, like to wrestle there, like makes me want to go there constantly now. I, I would say like you're close, but not close enough. Like because I, to me, I would drive yeah. two hours anywhere, but obviously, it's still not like oh, it's just thirty minutes down the road. We're gonna kind of pick. Right. Oh, do I really want to? Yeah. So I, yeah, I wanted to go to the, those shows in, in general. And I've, I, well, I would say I'd never got to experience, but, uh, my friend Pat from pod Van Dam, he brought me home. Okay. He brought me home two a treats, orange nice, and white birch beer. That's a good one. And he also hooked me up with, and I, I don't want to drink it. A bottle of your pop. <laughs> oh, I gotta get, I'll get you another one then. So you can, most people, <laughs> have been uh getting two which is a good problem for me <laughs> uh one to drink and one to display so I, i'll get you another one for sure so you can try it because it's, it's genuinely good and i'm not just saying that because i'm on the label i had nothing to do with the flavor so yeah, that's no credit to me that's all credit to the soda company yeah it, so yeah well, like he gave that to me as a present i'm like yeah but i don't want to open it because <laughs> it looks it looks so cool <laughs> it i it could not be cooler Everything like Soda Pop Rose is the company that did it out of Canada. Uh, all, all praise to them because they knocked it out of the park better than I ever could have expected. Not that I ever expected to have my own soda. <laughs> Before we get into the Fave Five questions, what 
what happened to the soda review? Are, are you bringing them back or you just stop at a hundred and be like, I'm done. Uh, I'm going to bring it back. Cause I, mostly because I still have a bunch of soda people sending it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but for me, it was like, I don't have any of you sent me. Okay. <laughs> That's all gone. That's all been happily drank. Um, and, and no, uh, no offense to anybody else who sent it. Cause I do appreciate it. But like my whole thing was like that. So my soda literally got here in time for me to do episode 100 with my own soda. Uh, I didn't plan on doing more than two. Wow. I mean, I didn't plan on doing more than one. And then people were like, you got to keep doing it. And so I did a second one and more people were like, you got to keep doing it. So I kept doing it. And next thing I know, that's my personality is that. And next thing I know, this soda company from Canada is like, hey, you ever thought about having your own? And I get a pallet of 1,080 bottles sent to my house uh, sitting in my basement right now. And so like. The fact that I got to do episode 100 with that, I was like, this is going to stay up for as long as I can make it. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to bring it back any day now, and I definitely will. Uh, at the very latest, I'm de- probably going to do it before then, is I want to at least do uh, start it up again SummerSlam night. Because it all started because I had a root beer I never tried on SummerSlam night. And I figured, let me do what goes better with summer than a root beer. So I did a whole review on a root beer. That um, I, sh- I say a whole review as if it was more than just it's good. Um, so I, I, at the very furthest down the line, it'll be during SummerSlam. I'll kick off, uh, what I will probably half-heartedly call season two. <laughs> Too bad we can't get you to do a, a Fago soda review during Fago Armageddon. Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> God, that'd be great. I, I feel like a phone, a phone would be broken during all that. Did you see that the, oh, cause we talked all of Fago and I f- forgot to mention this. Did you see that there's a new flavor? I want to say yes, but I can't think of it now. Firework. I follow them on Instagram. Yes, I did see that. And actually, uh, my buddy uh, Puff, wrestler out of uh, upstate New York, he definitely got it. And I'm pretty sure he gave me a great review of it. But I have yet to uh, to see it. I mean, I haven't. I never see Fago in the wild. So I haven't seen it or tried it, but I assume it's incredible. <laughs> I got to go out and look for it because it's I figure it's going to be one of those flavors. I just can't go to certain gas stations to buy it. Like even right. if, even if Sheets doesn't sell it, we have a a gas station called speedway and i know it's in multiple okay. multiple states but i know a lot of speedways have fago so but, uh, but okay but the, they'll carry like four flavors so they definitely won't carry that but there is a store gotcha. around me called uh marks and that's a real name i say that more for the, <laughs> the wrestling term but no it's actually called marks and uh they ha- they normally have a lot of fago flavors and one thing that always sucked for me when i was looking for arctic sun for you that's like the one i could never find but supposedly if i go more towards cleveland there are ones because a friend of mine did like he posted a picture of all the fago that this one marks had and i'm like where the fuck is that it has they have arctic sun i'm looking for that <laughs> he's like oh yeah come to this one i'm like well that's not really th- that close to me like there's a bunch of other why, yeah, why don't these other marks have it but yeah i'm gonna have to go to a store like that to find uh firework Cause yeah, it, I feel like if I go to one of the specialty places, it's like uh, 40 minutes from me that I've gotten other sodas at, they may have it. So I might have to go do a, a trip one of these weekends too. Like supposedly it tastes like the, those bomb pops. That's what I assumed because, um, Mountain Dew, uh, I think they do it every summer, but I definitely had it last year. They had a uh, Dew SA yeah. and it was just, it was fireworks on the label and it was bomb pop flavored Mountain Dew. So I assume that's what it tastes like, and I would be all about drinking that. Yeah, I'm going to have to remind myself to try to look in Cleveland, see if I can find it, because <laughs> I've, I've been meaning to just, I just want to try it. 
Of course, that might be my uh, my weekend now is trying to go see if the specialty store by me uh, has that because I'd be very excited about that. All right, let's uh, start to wrap this show up. It's gone longer than I expected it to, but let's get into the Faye Five oh, questions. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'd rather you talk a lot than give me two word answers. Oh no, I'm I'm a rambler, <laughs> and so if I ever go, I mean, I probably should have said this at the beginning that if I go too long on anything, just let me know, and I I will go. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, uh, here's the Faye Five questions. Hey, this is Booker T, five-time champ, and this is the Fave Five Questions. Now, can you dig it? All right, let's go with, um, I can't ask you any of the nerdy questions either, because those are going to be out the window. <laughs> I could try my hardest. Now we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go with uh, Oreos or Chips Ahoy. Uh, Oreos, definitely. Uh, any Am I supposed to, do, do, what's that? What were you going to say? I was like, is this like a, do you want me to elaborate on it more? Or is it like a quicker one? I mean, no, you can, you can elaborate more. Oh, uh, I would Oreos always anyway, but then when they started knocking out the weird flavors, I became obsessed with even more of them and it became a game to go to the supermarket and see what weird new flavors they have. And, uh, plain Oreos love them. But then when they got like blueberry pie, I think that's probably my favorite cookie of all time. I, I think I prefer Oreos, but it's not, it's not necessarily the flavors, when they come with like more cream filling oh like, yeah i feel like at this point double stuff to me is just that's normal and so anything else is like like the normal oreo is just like oh this is one of those i didn't know they still made this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i thought these were the so thins. my health <laughs> yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, i like mega stuff is hands down my favorite and i don't know the science behind this but i swear that the mega stuff oreo cookies like the actual cookie itself absorbs milk better <laughs> i've never tried but i i'm interested in that now mega stuff i remember being very intense and i was okay with it but like it's not something i'm buying on the right i mean i probably haven't bought oreos in a while either but uh double stuff's my way to go but mega stuff was a nice treat for sure but when it comes to the crazy flavors like i'm i'm s'mores like i love s'mores in general okay. so when they came out with that cookie it was like i remember that first summer I went crazy for him. <laughs> I remember they had the um, the the blueberry pie one, and I was just like, "This is the best one I've ever had." Mm-hmm. And I think that was like a like a one season flavor too, and so it's it's heartbreaking. But that was a great one, and also the the birthday cake one was uh, always a favorite of mine as well. I think people overlook it, but also the holiday white fudge dip ones are. I don't know if I've ever had that one. Oh, it's and it's it's. I, I may have overlooked it. It doesn't come in a normal Oreo uh, box, you would say, because they're actually okay. they're you know they're regular Oreos like dipped in white fudge. Yeah, I've definitely never had this, and I'm I feel stupid about that. Oh, they are, and they only come out around <laughs> Christmas. You can that's awesome. You can I think now they sell year round the I think it's mini Oreos like the small small ones, and they're dipped okay. in white fudge. It's you'll get kind of the same, but whenever I see those in like November, it's like all right. Christmas is around the corner. Here we go. <laughs> Perfect. I got to look for that. I, that is 100% something I would be into. All right. Question number two, since you kind of mentioned it earlier and knowing where you're from, Sheets or Wawa? Oh, people get real mad at me on this, but I'm going to stick with Wawa. And here's why. Both are phenomenal. 
and I would never say no to sheets. If I'm on a, uh, a trip out of the state, I have to go to a sheets for sure. But the reason I stick with Wawa is whenever you go to sheets, you're waiting for your food a little bit longer. Wawa, you're in, you order your food, you pay, you get your food, you walk out. Uh, and if I'm going to a gas station, that convenience of just being able to leave within three minutes uh, definitely um, edges Wawa. But other than that, I get why. I'm not mad at anybody who picks sheets, but I know people are mad at me for picking Wawa, but that is why. <laughs> I mean, I come from more of a sheets area, so I will lean towards them. We do have our own also in this area called Getgo, and I am actually more Getgo than anything. The one thing that they oh. have that I love is every Thanksgiving they have uh, the Pilgrim, which is very close to the Gobbler. I say very close. That's what I was going to say. I feel like you're going to go into Gobbler territory. I've had the Gobbler. Uh, Back in November, I went to Baltimore, and not that far away from where we were at because we were staying at my fiance's aunt's house, but not far from their house was a Wawa. So, like, I had there because, number one, the thing that they have that I love is uh, cookies and cream milk. Like, I had never had it, but I know that's the thing people live for. Oh, that, like, (laughs) I think I went, like, I I went straight there after we first got there and I bought, like, three or four. (laughs) I was like, I have to, like, be stocked up on this. But before we left for the week or for the weekend, I bought a gobbler. And knowing what I get with the Pilgrim, I like the Pilgrim way more. And I think... Okay. I don't like Wawa's sandwiches. Like how? Like I think they they're just too small for me compared to okay. Sheets and Gecko. So I know that's one thing for me that, that that's a problem. I respect. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll say this: I I went to WrestleMania. I think it was WrestleMania 33, and there was Wawa down in Orlando. The thing that they also had that I love Wawa over Sheets for is that their macaroni and cheese comes in bigger sizes. Oh, really? Yeah, See, I don't. I don't go for these options. So I didn't know that. Uh, Tara always gets macaroni and cheese, so I know that's good. I know that's quality. The the sheets macaroni and cheese is great, and I think you take the macaroni and cheese like side by side. I think about the same, but the fact is, like okay. at sheets, you only get one size. When I went ordered at Wawa because I was like late at night, and we were. I think we were just the night we came back from Ring of Honor. I was like, all right, let me get this. Blah 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 blah. Okay, macaroni and cheese, and thinking like that was going to be it. I was like, what size? I'm like, what? <laughs> I can get a large? Okay, I'm going to get large because I've never gotten that before. Let's see what that's like. Of course. So, yeah. It's... Wawa also has, uh, like, fancy lemonades and iced teas, and I'm a big fan of those, um, which I know I'm supposed to be the soda guy, but the Wawa uh, white peach lemonade is one of the best things you'll ever drink, and I will stand by that. I'll ha- try Plus to remember that. that next time I'm at a Wawa, whenever that is. <laughs> You, you let me know and I'll remind you. Uh, plus, Sheets got rid of Fago, so that's that's a strike against Sheets. At least the ones closer to me got rid of Fago, so that's a strike against them. See, I'm I'm hoping it's an area thing because when I went to Orlando, like I was saying, when I got that Wawa, they didn't have cookies and cream milk at all. So I'm thinking. I feel like I heard that they've recently gotten rid of that, but uh, that was never a thing I went and got, so I don't know. But I feel like I've heard people complain about that. It might be like certain areas because, like I said, Orlando years ago, they didn't have it. But when I just went, you know, back in November the in Maryland, they their Wawa had it. So hmm. I'm, I'm hoping yeah, it might be an area thing. Yeah, I'm hoping Sheets is somewhat the same way where like maybe Sheets closer to you don't have it. 
but maybe if she's closer to me because we're closer to Detroit, <laughs> maybe they have it. That's so, true. But I, I got it. That is true. If I go to like one of the better sheets and they don't have it, I'm gonna go. Okay, there. It's it's done. <laughs> Let me know so that way I can put that in my uh, my cons list on sheets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much like what you said about me and the gobbler, that's that's a respectable reason. <laughs> exactly. All right, question number three. Uh, let's go with. Didn't re- realize how many like meat kind of questions I had here. Oh, <laughs> this one's good for you because you're actually on both ends of this question. But I'm going to ask okay. you to pick one you like more, even though I think I know what you're going to say. Deathmatch wrestling or comedy wrestling? Oh, man. Oh, that's such a hard one. Because I, I just like, whenever people ask me, I just say I like niche wrestling because it kind of puts everything under one umbrella. Yeah, I get it. Um. Oh, man. I know this dead air makes for great podcasting, but you've actually got me stumped on this one. <laughs> the way I look at it, like both of them are very polarizing. I feel like when yes. a lot of people come to attack wrestling, it's one of two things. It's and it's it's those two. If if they do anything else, like if you're gonna go the Jim Cornette route, it's gonna be like, oh, like flips and blah blah blah. It doesn't make sense. But it's, yeah. it always seems like the bigger two is you're being too goofy or like all like trying to kill each other and the weed whacker, like that's just too much right. for me. And that's 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 not believable. Even though I've I've told people when they've tried to defend um uh certain types of wrestling and I'm like, all right, if two people legitimately hate each other, wouldn't you try to <laughs> right. like kill the person? Everything. Yeah. So I'll say so I'll say to watch, definitely deathmatch wrestling. And I, I love comedy wrestling, but I think I would go deathmatch because I just think a deathmatch like done right is everything I like about wrestling turned up to a hundred. Um However, I'm sitting here with nine stitches in my hand from a death match. So to do, I might be leaning towards comedy wrestling at this moment right now. <laughs> that might that may sway me at this this current time is uh, as you were talking, I looked at my finger and went, oh, yeah, that was that was kind of stupid. So to do, I'll say comedy wrestling. Ask me in a week and who knows, maybe I'll switch my answer. But to watch, I'm going to say death match wrestling. I was going to say people don't get hurt that bad in comedy wrestling. But now I think find the right instance. Yeah, that might. It could definitely I'd happen. I'd throw my back out doing a comedy spot that I felt stupid about afterwards anyway. But, yeah, no, uh, uh, a chair ripped my finger wide open, so I'm currently sitting here heavily bandaged up with nine stitches in, in a single finger. Uh, so, And my hospital bill went up, so I'll go with uh, to do comedy wrestling. But, like I said, ask me in a week and it might change. All right. How about uh, question number four? Favorite cereal? Oh, man. Uh, Fruity Pebbles. But I'm going to give a uh, honorary mention and because it doesn't get enough love and people will fight me on this. But I think Corn Pops is a top two cereal and nobody agrees with me on this. But love my Corn Pops. But Fruity Pebbles is the uh, the all time favorite. Fruity Pebbles. Solid choice. Uh, If you see it, there is a Fruity cereal Kit Kat. The the image the image they give you. Uh, I have seen that actually. Okay, the image they give you is Fruit Loops, but I'm saying it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> like literally, uh, we tried it last night, and I look at my fiance. I'm like, "This tastes like Fruity Pebbles, don't it?" She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was I was in between that and Tricks. I think I said Tricks, Trix and she was like, good one too." I think she was like, "No, no, no, Fruity Pebbles." I'm like, "Ooh, I could taste Fruity Pebbles." Yeah, I, I definitely like. There's definitely a distinct difference there, so I could see. Uh, leaning one way hard 
But uh, I feel like if it tastes like Fruity Pebbles the most, uh, that's probably a best case scenario, at least as far as I'm concerned. I, I won't not corn pops. I think a lot of people do. It, a lot of people do. I don't know. Like, I think there's only like a handful of um, cereal that if you were to say it's like, all right, like that's not really that great. Like, oh, I like uh, shredded wheat. <laughs> right. E- even right. like even frosted uh, mini wheats. Like it's still the same thing. I don't consider that to be a great cereal. There's way better cereal out there. But corn pops, not bad. I feel like it just doesn't get the love it, I think it deserves. I also think it's one of the few cereals that it, uh, I could probably eat the entire box dry and be very happy. Yeah, I, I could see, I so, could see that. I think that was my favorite cereal for a long time, and then eventually the uh, the fatter side of me said, "No, come on, man, it's Fruity Pebbles," and so I have to agree with that. See, like my favorite's Golden Grams, and I feel like that's kind of oh, that's a good. It's it can be very hit and miss with people because it's. It's not as uh, out there such as Fruity Pebbles and it's not chocolate, right. it's not chocolate, but it's still like, it's something that I've liked since I was very little. And I no, also, that's a very good choice. And one of my other favorites, and it's, it's a very plain cereal and that's cornflakes. I, I don't get it a lot, but it is a cereal I that I thoroughly it. enjoy. Yeah. But the, like, I, I do a thing where I, I learned this at a young age. I can't just sit in one cereal. So a lot of times it's like, I'm going to mix and match. You're like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get my corn pops for a while. Like, oh, now I'm gonna get Fruit Loops, and now I'm gonna get Cocoa Puffs. Like, I'm gonna like mix it up. So, sure. As long as it's not something that I'm just like, oh, really? And like, if you're like, oh no, I don't like cereal. I like um, I wouldn't say oatmeal because I I don't mind oatmeal. Uh, cream fine. of wheat. I like cream of wheat. I'm like, why? Yeah, you're just a weird pervert at that point. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I can I can I can respect corn pops. Not a horrible I appreciate cereal. it. Yeah, because I feel like people have argued with me on that, and I don't know. I, I don't see what the where the hate comes from. Not that it's like overly hated, but I think it deserves to at least be in the conversation a little bit more than I feel like it is. I will agree with you. Underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I might buy corn pops here soon because it's been that long since I've had some. <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, I haven't had it in so long. I feel like I gotta go buy some tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Question number five: Physical media or digital media? Oh man. So I'm still like the weirdo who buys records and even cassette tapes. Hell yeah. Um, but at the same time, I love Spotify and just having every song. I I mean, some of my more obscure punk tastes aren't on there, uh, but then I can go on YouTube. So like, it's hard to argue with convenience, but uh, I, I still buy records and all that. And I feel like I'd be very sad without them. So I'll lean towards physical. I'm very much in so, kind of in the middle. Cause yeah, that, that's where I kind of am feeling where I, I love the convenience, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like if somebody's like, hey, all the pressing plants for records are out of business, I'd be like, oh, no, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. 100 uh, percent. I also like the thing that I love about physical media is the collection aspect is I right. could I could show you a bookshelf of like all my movies and all the different formats and like you could just see how vast it is or if, if there's anything I'm missing if I point to my TV and I'm like, Oh, here's all my movies. (laughs) And they're just, you know, all digital, which I mean, like you said, I love the convenience. I love being able to go, Oh, I want to watch infinity war right now. Oh, click, click. Oh, and it's right where I left off too. Great. But (laughs) right. Right. But the fact that, you know, I can't hold on to something like if, what if, you know, uh, the server goes down or like, or whatever it may be. And like, I don't necessarily, I can't exactly grab it and just watch it. And I can do yeah. that with 
with all my movies. And I, the thing that I love when I, majority of the time, if I buy a digital movie, it's because it came with a physical copy so I can have the best of both worlds. Records started doing that too, where you'd buy the record and on the inside, it'd be like, go to this link or like this website and redeem this code to have the, the downloadable version, which I always love that too. But then as time went on, it started being more like, Hey, record comes out on Spotify tomorrow. It's like, all right, I'm going to go listen to it on Spotify, but that's a weird statement. I feel like. And the thing that, I mean, I love about when it comes to like Spotify, I'm more Apple music, but I do. eh, Maybe it's a love hate thing. I love it. The fact that like at midnight, when this album comes out, I can go listen to it instantly. Sure. It's not that thing with order CDs, records, albums, whatever, where, okay, maybe they there's a midnight release for it and you can go get it. But if not, you got to wait till that store opens at right. nine, 10, 11 o'clock, whenever it may be. So you can get that copy if you want it first thing. Cause I remember there's been a handful of albums. Like as soon as it comes out at midnight on Apple music, I'll listen to it. But if I oh, love, yeah, definitely. If I love the artist enough, I will then go out to the store and pick up that actual yes. physical copy. Cause it just feels so much better. It's definitely made me be like more like, like don't get me wrong. I don't spend, half as much money as i used on physical records and stuff but it's like i definitely kind of like that spotify could be like all right let me listen to it first if it's like something i'm not too sure on but like if like one of my favorite bands of all time is this band called propaganda if they put something out i'm gonna buy it whether it sucks or not just because like you said i need to keep that collection strong and i need to have everything they do um but i do like that with like spotify and, and apple music and all that comes out at midnight i'm not too sure on it i'm gonna listen to it first if it, if i'm not sold on it right away we'll see what happens in a couple weeks but if i am i'm probably gonna end up buying it anyway yeah so but i think as a whole too like also before uh, i was in my current field right now which is truck driving i was in printing so i also kind of look at that aspect of every type of entertainment of i kind of like always look especially like video games like okay if we're not doing physical video games anymore then how are like all these jobs of like people printing that stuff, like that's going to affect them. And I don't necessarily want to want to do that to them. So I do, I want to help support that way too. Makes sense. Yeah. And I think that's why I do keep buying records and stuff. Cause like, especially like going to like punk shows and stuff. If there's like a band on tour, I want to support them. I like buying record right from the band, which I've probably done more times than, than most records I've bought at this point in, in, in history, I guess <laughs> this year. Um, because like you said, it's, just a, it's a it's a nice way to support everybody, including like the people who put the records out and the people who press the records and, and things like that. All right. Uh, let's get to question number six that I tailor around my guest. And for you, I was kind of going to go with this into a topic because I don't know this much about you. But okay. knowing how this conversation has gone, I'm curious because I learned something about you that I didn't know. And I have not heard in many other interviews. Give me your top five movies. Oh, man. So as I mentioned before, my, my favorite movies are like those, like make you kind of feel bad about yourself. I'm not a, I'm not a classic movie guy. If you list most classic movies, I will tell you I've never seen them and you'll get mad at me. Um, my favorite movie of all time is dirty work starring Norm McDonald and Artie Lang. Uh, it's in my opinion, the funniest movie that's ever been made. And I've 100% watched it for days in a row and we'll still watch it whenever it's like, I need an easy laugh. Uh, that's number one. Number two might be Sleepaway Camp, which is a <laughs> B-horror movie about uh, the kind of the basic idea of people are at camp and they're getting killed. And then 
There's a big old twist at the ending, which I won't spoil because I think you should put that on your uh, your October horror list. I already watched uh, it last year. I, uh, oh, did you? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a, it's a I was gonna say, very good. I also think that's just a great one. Like that, I love that movie. Um, let's see. I'll probably say Toxic Avenger. Um, like I said before, Toxic Avengers 4 is probably high on my list, but I, I got to kind of keep it with the original and say Toxic Avenger. Um, uh, Freddy Got Fingered, another... Uh, High point in cinematic history. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I don't know the classics very well. And then uh, I might go Phantasm. It could okay. probably be switched around a lot, but probably Phantasm. Again, not as like a uh, low budget as like I think I made it out to be with my taste in movies, but I feel like Phantasm is another movie you just can't deny it. I had no idea of your love of horror. Oh, yeah. E- even if it's it's uh, B-level, it's still, you know, I mean, you, you're still into that genre. Yeah, I've definitely I've been to like horror movie conventions. Uh, I've gone since I was in high school, and uh, I love it all. One of my biggest regrets was I went to a horror convention that John Carpenter was at, and it was ninety dollars to get a picture with him, and I thought that was very high. And then as soon as I left, I went, "What the fuck? I should have done it." And I I beat myself up for not taking that ninety dollar picture with John Carpenter. Where do you stand on uh, Halloween Three? I love it. Okay, uh, good. I love it. If you watch the IWTV documentary on me, they put up, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, I was going to say B-sides because that's what it is, but records, but like deleted scenes almost. And they put a few of them on IWTV. And one of the recent ones, uh, I'm showing off Christmas presents that Tara had given me. And one of them is a silver shamrock enamel pin. And I say, and I stand by this, I will judge anybody's horror movie uh, taste on their thoughts on Halloween 3. And if they don't like it, I probably don't trust their opinion very much. 100%. <laughs> I was going to say, I know you started saying something, so I didn't let you finish. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't know if I was offending you or not. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I've learned yeah. that the bigger horror fanatics I know love it. Yeah, it's a great movie. I get the I, the complaints, but also stop being a baby. <laughs> like, it's a great movie. I've I've heard people I- complain about it. And I, I sat there and like explained it to somebody last year. Where, like, yeah, it's not doesn't have Michael Myers in it, but the original intent of Halloween sure. was not to be Mike Myers. Like Halloween Two was supposed to be about just something else in general, and it was supposed to be everything. All this weird stuff was going to happen on Halloween, so they went back right. for a sequel. And then after that, they're like, okay, like let's put out, let's go back to our original idea. So when that didn't have Michael Myers in it, everybody was pissed, and they're like, all right. Back to Michael Myers, which knew where the money was. Yeah, so it's like it's not a knock, but I, I understand why they why they went back to it. I wish they could have went into the realm of like every Halloween. It's just something different. But sure. uh, and I will say, Michael Myers is definitely, in my opinion, he's the coolest of all the franchise uh, killers. So I get the complaints, but Halloween Three is such a good movie, and people just don't give it the chance that it deserves. And if you say you hate it, I just assume you never watched it, and you're just saying it because everybody else says it. For Halloween last year, I dressed up as a Halloween three trick or treater. That's amazing. Which one? Uh, pumpkin, pumpkin Jack Lantern, whatever you want to call that, it. Like, because I think that's the best one. One hundred percent, I agree with you. Like, <laughs> for some reason, like that mask always looked cool. So I, yes. I, I got this idea. I'm like, I just, and it's a simple costume because all they are a mask, and like there are some different variations within the movie of like how the kids want to dress. I was just like. I'm going to go with the basic where just, I'm just going to wear like a long sleeve black shirt and a, and long black (laughs) pants. 
Like that's the way to do it. Yeah. And uh, my fiance was Sam from Trick or Treat. Awesome. Also a good one. I rewatched that this year for the first time since probably the year it came out. And I think I actually liked it more than I did when I first saw it. Yeah, it's that was a, a really fun watch. Like I when it first came out, I really wasn't into it or just like just going to like going out to watch it. But when I watched it for the first time years upon years later, I'm like, wow, this is this is different. Like that. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I remember watching it and being like, all right, he's cool. But like, this was silly. I didn't need this. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, I actually really like this whole thing a lot. Like, yeah. this is much better than I remembered it being. Uh, one horror movie that I, I just finally watched for the first time this year, and I watched the first two. I got to watch the third, and I didn't even know the third one existed. But that's Candyman. Oh, the first one is the best one by far. And it's definitely one where I, I would tell you, like, you don't really need the third one. Watch it anyway. But the first one is, I think, just too perfect. I was going to say, which one do you like better? Because I was actually just having this conversation with Jesse, but he he says it's been a long time. It's been a little while since he's watched two. The Same. thing that got me about it, because I like, literally I just watched two over the weekend. I like okay. how the idea of Candyman kind of changed in the first one, which I, I mean, I like both versions of it. But in that first one, when he kills somebody, he makes it to where it's that other that woman killed this person, like killed her husband and. Uh, yeah. makes so it's like it's almost psychological i was saying because of how he's fucking with her and i think it's it's still right. it's still so awesome and then the in two they get rid of that and they turn it into more of a this dude is like killing people but he's not setting it up for murder there's even the point of like there's a uh, footage of him killing somebody and you don't see him you just see this dude like floating in air and I was like, I do kind of like that, too, because then huh. uh, it actually makes him more of a, I don't want to more of a legit killer comparing himself, yeah. to, uh, comparing him to Mike Myers, Jason, Freddy Krueger. See, it's been so long since I saw two, because I remember thinking it didn't hold a candle to the first one. But now I feel like I got to watch it again. So I may, I may be doing that sooner than later as well. I, Though Terror told me she's never saw the first one either. So maybe we'll just watch, watch both of them. Highly, highly suggest it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought both were good. One probably is a little bit better, but I'm not going to knock the idea of what they did with two. Now Fair. I'm curious about three. Cause like I said, I didn't even know it existed until I was like looking to buy VHS tapes. I found Candyman really easy and I was like, Oh, let me go on eBay and see if I can find the other one. And a third one popped up. I was like, what? Oh shit. I, was gonna say, I don't know if I've ever seen the third one. It. Um, I may have when I was like real young and just don't remember, but I couldn't tell you a thing about it right now as I'm trying to think about it. I'm wondering if this might be uh, down your uh, alley that maybe it's like a B-level, like direct to VHS (laughs) at the time sequel. Because I I remember nothing. I I was too young when the first one came out, but I remember the promotion for Farewell to the Flesh. Right, right. Huh. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested. I feel like... If that one was like a, one of those like straight to DVD or VHS, uh, like terrible like sequels, it might be more upsetting because it's like a a take on like you know the first one, which was already great. So I, I it might not uh, get me in the way that you know seeing like uh, the crappy like street trash movies got me. And then we'll see too because it's getting that I don't want to call it a reboot because Candyman it's it's the same actor which is awesome. I don't know if I could see someone else play that that character oh is it i didn't know that yeah it was supposed to come out last year then obviously covid it got it got pushed off and i'm trying to remember if it's oh, a no idea 
I'm trying to remember who's behind I it. Jordan Peele, and I trust him at this point. Oh yeah, I'm also yeah, it's uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, so I, I trust what he does. So I'm uh, I'll see it. I'm, I I have hopes for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 really interested that getting revived because I I don't I feel like Candyman as a horror movie is underrated. Like I don't hear anybody everybody talking about it as much. Agreed, and I, I feel like. Especially with Jordan Peele doing it, as long as you know, and I, like I said, I trust him. So I think it was. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this from the standpoint of assuming it's gonna be great. Um, I think a lot of young people who are like into horror these days, excuse me, are going to be like blown away by like maybe like people who are much younger than me who haven't seen the original one, but are like getting into horror now. I think that's a scary fucking premise. I could see people loving it now. So assuming he does a great job, which I think he will. Uh, it's probably going to be great for the entire, uh, I guess franchise is is two or three franchise, but you know what I mean, like the originals as well. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, uh, he's someone who has killed horror lately, and no pun intended. Right, to, right. To where he's put some new wrinkles and folds to it. Uh, yeah, the, uh, kind of re- revived it. That and um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, John Krasinski doing a quiet place that's true i did like that i was actually surprised that i liked that one but that was cool i haven't seen the second one yet but i'm excited to see that one as well the thing for me with those movies the only time place you could really watch them is at the movie theater because the the auditorium being soundproofed had so much to it oh no (laughs) i didn't see the first one but yeah i can see that now actually that you say that yeah like that's uh, that's how I felt when I saw I saw the first Cloverfield in theaters, and I was like, "All right, I'm never gonna watch this movie again." But I'm very happy I saw it here in the theater. All right, uh, that'll pretty much do it. This has gone gone way longer than I expected it. But any uh, final thoughts <laughs> or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, thank you very much for having me and, and letting me talk about Juggalos and horror movies. I think that's uh, I don't get to do that too often. Uh. The only real thing I plug, I mean, I guess Twitter and Instagram is all at Jeff Cannonball, just one word. But my big plug now is, uh, as we kind of touched on, is I have my own soda, Jeff Cannonball's Bloodied Up Orange Soda, uh, at jeffcannonball.bigcartel.com. And if you live outside of the United States, you can buy it from Soda Pop Rose, which is just sodapoprose.com. And also check out everything else they did because uh, everything, they've, they've been more than cool to me and let me do, uh, let me kind of go nuts and have this thing that I never thought would happen. Uh, could not imagine they killed it and all their other flavors are great too so yeah soda pop rose and jeff cannonball.bigcartel.com and jeff cannonball on all social medias i'm not wrestling right now or else i'd plug some things but uh i have all these stitches in my hand right now so i can't do much thank you very much for coming on because too like this has been in the works for months yes. upon months uh, after <laughs> you finally got all that fago i kind of like threw it out to you and i'm like i don't know when <laughs> it's gonna be but i want to have you on at some point so when I finally decided to pull the trigger, so like as soon as I was able to do interviews again, I was like, got to have Jeff on, got to have Jeff on. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the Fago as well. But yeah, like I, I, I always enjoy podcasts where it's not. Um, and I feel like you before. I feel like I've when Tara did her interview with you and I almost said her real name. I had a stutter. Uh, <laughs> I heard her be like, oh, this was actually like a really fun one. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, this was a really fun one because it's not just uh when did you start wrestling what got you into wrestling even though i actually talked about what got me into wrestling with the ultimate warrior anyway but it was in a more fun way than just here's the uh the points that i gotta hit in every interview i take that sounds like i'm talking shit but (laughs) i kind of am on people who do that 
I, I take that as a big compliment because I try to craft interviews as more conversation. So and I will listen to other podcasts to make sure, like, are there anything that's been talked about way too much? That's why, like, I could, <laughs> I, I know, yeah, good. I know one of your early memories was you coming, uh, was your dad bringing home WrestleMania three on WrestleMania VHS. 3, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I knew Ultimate Warriors was one of your favorites and. So I try to, is there anything that I could come up with that hasn't been talked about? Is there something on your social media that doesn't necessarily reach on, onto interviews? And I, I just try to do a way to be different. Like, uh, you've also been interviewed by my friend, Ryan, the struggles and like, yep. he pulled out an interview with you just talking about battle rap because like, yeah. he understands that like, exactly like I do more of a conversation. You guys just talked about something you liked and boom, like turn it into like i said a conversation and i was also and i've explained it a lot here on the show uh ziggy heim before she was ziggy mm-hmm. when she was jinx we were talking about like people will do interviews more like job interviews and yes those, that's a great way to put it i never thought of it that way yeah i think she's the one that put it that way and i was like oh my god like yes like yes like that's that's the problem so all the sad thing is when i do my homework and I listen to all these other podcasts. Like I think yours wasn't too bad. Like there wasn't a lot of repeats, but I'll listen to some where it, yeah, it's the cookie cutter. When did you start? When was this? When was that? And I'm like, dude, if you listen to the podcast, they did six months before this or two years before this, you would know that answer and you could come up with yeah. something. It's just, it's my personal critique of doing this. And, and it's a good critique because I know there was like some, uh, some drama on Twitter not too long ago about like wrestlers hate doing podcasts. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's that wrestlers hate doing the same podcast over and over again, which what is what it yes. feels like a lot. Um, and, and you said that you try to make it more conversational. I can't tell you how many people I've heard say that. And then it's the same podcast and it's like, oh, like crap. I, I slipped and fell into the same thing again. But this was 100% uh, the opposite of that. And I was actually just telling – you brought them up before. I was telling Tara how much I I really like doing the Pod Van Dam podcast because that was something different. And this is something different. This is the kind of podcast that I think everybody likes to actually do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my plugs have now become just plugging the what you do and that more people should do it the way you do it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Like I said, big, (laughs) big, huge compliment. And friends with Pod Van Dam. Actually, since you've been on that show, I'm now their editor. So – Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I like you got to hear me talk about battle rap even more on that one. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't the editor yet. Oh, okay. okay. I became an editor at some point after that. And it's just, they had a, they've had a busy life and everything. And it was just like, Hey, can you help you? You're good at editing. You talked about wanting to edit other stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, well, we worked out a deal and now I'm their that's editor. Awesome. Yeah. That's it. Did you, did you do the pissed off taker episode? Uh, that was that my first one. I think oh my God. I can't remember. It was the first one I officially started editing. It was right around that. That was one. Of, if not my first, it was my second. Cause there That's was incredible. Well, I there, well, there's the episode, uh, uh, one or two before that, where I was a guest editor where there's actually okay. like, there's ICP at the beginning and the end of the episode, because they let me just pick, pick shit. And that was before I was the official editor, but we made it official a couple weeks later. Cause it, like I said, Perfect. it just, it just helps them out. I believe it. Well, that, that was a hell of an episode, so more kudos to you on that one. And all right, for myself, you can find me at Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Instagram.com 
slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose a desire, wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, wrestling cheers.podbean.com. And you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're an undercover juggalo. Later. <laughs> It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash, kinda like they nixed that. Like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max, signing off. Ohio, good night. The world, good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.